Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of Fifth Dimensional Living, Diane Bachberger. Hello everyone, this is Diane and thank you for listening in on Fifth Dimensional Radio. What propels a civilization into the next step? Join me over the next hour or so as I take you into the fifth dimension and beyond. Today is November the 12th, 2015, the day after Remembrance Day. And uh, some pretty interesting energy went on yesterday, and there's kind of been a flip of energy. So um, I'd like to talk about that a little bit today. And some animal totems. Uh, I'll I'll briefly touch on the squirrel, but I want to talk about the opossum and um, the amethyst and what it can do to help balance energy and that sort of thing. Um, You know, I get different things come to me when I wake up in the morning. And lately, I've had a lot of ideas about how we present ourselves to the world, you know, and people around us. It's not so much how we present ourselves to the world, it's what is within and how we manifest energy now. You know, in a 3D reality, it's about the physical, it's about the ego, you know, and those sorts of things. There's no judgment um, on my part, I'm just, you know, mentioning what it involves. Dimensional consciousness it's what projects from the heart and what we manifest for uh, people from the heart. So um, I just want to mention that recently I've been noticing, and maybe it's being drawn to my attention for this reason, but I've noticed that um, there's many people doing energy work right now, but it's not from the heart. It's from the pocketbook, and they're doing it to make money, okay? And if something's your joy and your bliss and you're doing it from your heart, you know, you you do make money or things come back to you when you project it outwards, but I'm not seeing this from people. And so it just means that they're in a different consciousness. They're not in fifth dimensional consciousness. People may think they are, but it's important 
I guess right now that um, there's a change going on within us, and I'm seeing it all around us. Uh, I think I talked about it on last week's show about a friend of mine who, who was very negative, and now he's starting to be more positive. I'm also seeing it in other friends of mine that maybe didn't feel from the heart, but now they're feeling from the heart, and it's a little bit disconcerting to them. They they really don't understand what's going on. Um, I was at a funeral a few days ago, and a friend of mine afterwards said that he felt all the emotions of everyone there, and he's never felt that before. So I kind of, you know, I was very kind to him and, you know, saying, you know, that's what you're feeling people's emotions. And I said, that's what I feel all the time. And I've always felt that. And he's saying, you know, how do you deal with it? It's it's what um, I guess you're created to be able to deal with, okay? But um, a lot of people now have their hearts opening up and their crown chakras opening up. And he was actually feeling the presence of God and feeling his father at this funeral. So, you know, this is a person that doesn't believe in God at all. So um, I, I, I gave, or I told him about an article in Raiders Digest November um, issue. And um, I'm not going to talk about it, but if you look at, um, it's it's an article about somebody that's mother was Buddhist and all the different rites that went into the funeral and that sort of thing. So if you're interested, you just, you know, go to the library or pick up a copy of Raiders Digest and look at it. Um, anyway, um, so what I'm noticing, and, and other people have told me, they're noticing that um, people around them are shifting, changing, purely from the heart. And that's, you know, some people say, you know, when you go into fifth dimensional consciousness, it's heart consciousness to some degree. It is heart heart consciousness because everything is directed from your heart and your feelings and the connection to everyone else and all beings and the earth. You know, um, and and some people even say it's very magical. In a way, it is magical, but it's um, it's not magic. It's what it entails that is magic, okay? Um, it's the power of living in the now. You might have heard the book, The Power of Now. Well, it's it's maybe written from a, a 3D perspective to some degree, but it, it is how humanity is progressing right now. They're going into more of feeling from the now instead of... Um, focusing on the past. So you may find out that all of a sudden you don't want to focus on the past anymore. You want to focus on the beauty of things around you. And, and that's fine, okay? It's it's part of the process. Anyway, I uh, and another thing I want to talk about today is children and how they're programmed in school to some degree, but how how we can, as parents, Keep them open to the beauty and the magic of fifth dimensional consciousness, okay? Um, you know, when, when we're born, we are magical. 
and it's not that we lose the magic it's just the programming and the uh, the pain body we hook into that pain body so you know how to how do we change that i guess the first thing that i talked about last week when i was talking about manifesting things and what we want is to actually be aware of it and then to you know change the way we feel and see about things so i'm going to start off by talking about the amethyst and because i was getting so many things about the amethyst lately you know for a while back there i was getting things about um opals and now it's the amethyst so you know the opal is a balancing stone like i talked about before and to some degree um the amethyst is too and the color of it is a very healing color. So I'm going to read to you from um, Crystal Meanings and More, crystalandjewelry.com. And, you know, they, they, they talk about the metaphysical or the healing properties of crystals. And um, first of all, they start by saying that uh, spiritual healers um, and mythical lore deem, you know, this amethyst to be very healing. But uh, one of it, you know, I've talked about it on other shows, about when you get caught up in the past and it's, it's like an addiction to the past. Well, it brings out other addictions so you don't have to deal with things that are very painful, okay, when you don't focus in the now. And you know, I've talked about addiction, you know, alcohol, drug abuse, and that sort of thing. But apparently the amethyst, and I, I've seen it too, helps with addictions. And it helps with headaches, insomnia, arthritic um, problems, diabetes, um, pain relief, circular, circulatory system problems, um, endocrine system problems. So anything that has to do with the glands in the body, um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, have to do with inflammatory things, and um, chronic virus in the body, um, immune system deficiencies, asthma, phobias. So phobias are part of that addiction uh, and living in fear. It's 3D, you know, sort of stuff. And they go on to say pregnancy and preventing miscarriage, menopause, and PMS in general healing. So it does a lot. And one of the things they don't mention here is protection. So, you know, whatever we um, have released around us is mirrored in things that are in our, our vicinity of where we are. You know, say you need a healing plant. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I, I've all of a sudden I've got all these dandelions and I keep trying to kill them. Well, it's your inner self telling your outer self that your liver needs to be cleansed, okay? So if you're seeing things around you, in fifth dimensional consciousness, it means that it's something that you need or something. So you're actually manifesting what you need around you. So the amethyst is a stone. So if you're seeing a lot of purple or you're seeing amethysts and you come across... It's your higher self trying to help, you know, the 3D self that um, to open up and see things around you. And the amethyst 
sometimes people are really attracted to the amethyst when the forehead chakra opens up. You know, back in the past year, the forehead chakra opened up and the crown chakra opened up, you know, for humanity. So, you know, by by the forehead chakra, I'm not referring to the third eye. That's a little different. That's three-dimensional. The forehead chakra is more fifth-dimensional when you open up your heart. So, this amethyst um, helps open up, or if you're seeing it, you're in the process of opening these things up, you know, the, the forehead chakra, the crown chakra, and the heart chakra. So it, it, it does a lot. And it is uh, also associated with both air and water elements. You know, I was talking about the opal, and it's associated with the feminine energy and, um, you know, balance and that sort of thing and this is very similar so um you know it's a type of quartz and um i know i've been hearing a lot of people lately have been putting quartz in their um animals water and their own water so it's it has its own unique vibration because of the color and because of you know what's in it so um the author here, and I'm just trying to see the person's name. It doesn't really say their name right here. But, I mean, you can refer to the article because I've mentioned it. Um, it um, has to do, if you plug in meaningscrystalsandjewelry.com, amethyst, you'll, you'll get, uh, get this site here. But the person goes on to say um, from their personal perspective what they, you know, when I talk about my personal perspective while I'm talking about this too Um, but basically what they say it's multifaceted you know we're multidimensional we're multifaceted ourselves Um, so whatever you need it will mirror that okay so if you need to be calm and have gentle energy that will be what is mirrored from it and if you need to go through change and have something dramatic happen then that will it's it's like a water energy too you know like a storm so it it holds emotion um and anyway it goes on to say many seem to see it as always gentle and calming it certain can be and it's a type of quartz though full of all the energy and the power of parent stone don't hesitate to use amethyst when great power is needed it can bring in that energy with both force and balance. So just be aware of that. You know, it um, it can help you. Um, it just goes on to say the hardness is seven, co- color, purple, and various sage, violet, lustrous, vitreous, <clears throat> transparency. It can be semi-translucent and transparent, and it's found in mostly in Brazil and Africa. But, you know, I've, se- I've seen it in B.C., um, too. So, I mean, it's all over the place, but that's mainly where that gets the stones for rings and different things. And um, folklore by the ancient Romans to prevent drunkenness. So, it, it's like I was saying at the beginning about addictions and stuff like that. It's good for people that kind of are flipping back and forth, but, you know, mainly in the past. So, I, you know, I, I have friends that have had traumatic things happen and this is one of the stones that I would suggest you know it's a good balancing stone too 
So it's a purple quartz, and um, it was used by the ancient Greeks and Romans as crushed to ward off intoxication, okay? And there's a story told that the Romans sometimes put amethysts in their wine. Then the wine could be watered down and still retain its purple color from the stones within. It meant less alcohol and thus less intoxication. So anyway, that's that's what they thought and that's what they did. So they were drinking cups of amethyst and um, wore uh, talismans of amethyst to prevent intoxication. So it probably in some ways helped them balance how they were inside so they didn't have to drink. Okay. So um, it's a Greek legend how it got its color and once Dionysus was so annoyed by the Artemis that he sent his sacred tigers upon a maiden attending her shrine to preserve the maiden whose name was Amethyst, Artemis petrified her in a sparkling quartz. Lamenting this virgin's demise, Donisus poured, uh, I guess, the contents of the cup over a statue, which immediately became infused with the purple of the grape. So, it's interesting. So, and then... um, I'll just see. There's, there's, um, that, that's, um, that actually was a second page. So let's see what the first page had. For some reason, I'm supposed to read this backwards. Um, yeah, the amethyst is called the sobriety stone, and um, light amethyst is also called cape amethyst, and it's psychic and sobriety. So it activates gifts within us too. Okay, I, I've talked about you know different gifts that people have. So amethyst is a meditative and calming stone, and it works in the emotional, spiritual, and physical planes. So you know, I was talking recently about how the emotional body within humanity is changing, right? So you may be feeling that, you know, like friends of mine. Sometimes um, things that make you feel a lot of emotion trigger change within you and open up your heart. So it it works on the emotional, spiritual, and physical planes to provide um, calm, balance, and pa- um, patience and peace. Um, it has, you know, we were talking about money stuff, right? Um, it's it's supposed to be good with that or legal issues, so it it's, can lead to prosperity and abundance, but. It is not known as prosperity stone. It's mostly known as calming and balance and those sorts of things. So it can increase your spirituality, enhance intuition and psychic powers. So it does this by making a clear connection between the earth plane and other planes and worlds. You know, I've talked about um, you know connecting with your higher power and opening up your crown chakra it, it it assists with this, okay? And it's also good for meditation and lucid dreaming. It opens one's channels to telepathy, past life, regression. Maybe, you know, if you're having problems with um, your past and dwelling on the past, you have to deal with it to go on, right? And clear audience. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to think exactly how long ago. About 20 years ago, I began to have clear audience. Um, but... I also 
I was speaking and things were coming out of my mouth and I was it, they were prophetic things but what I found out was um, it was part of me but it was part of me that I had separated myself from so you know right now humanity and other beings are getting back parts of themselves that they kind of laid on the wayside you know um, when you go to 3D um, you know dimensional kind of consciousness there's things that we don't use it's like there's energy shut down and stuff but the main focus now is reawakening that energy part of ourselves and not just relying on other people to do things for us energetically this is these are times where humanity is working on that part energetic part of themselves and a reawakening to this so it's you know we're going into a golden age of reawakening and vitality and um not being stuck in the pain body, and I, I talked about that somewhat on last week's show and the show before. So I did a show a couple weeks ago, so I didn't do one last week, but I did a show last two, I did one on, I believe, went Wednesday two weeks ago, and then two Thursday shows. So anyway, just go back in the archives if you're interested in any of those. The amethyst is not only a psychic protection stone, but it's also used to protect one from thieves and protect travelers. So it's it's also used, like I, I was saying at the beginning, as protection, okay? Um, it's used in crystal healing to help heal personal losses and grief. So if you're going through a loss, it helps bring one gently into the past without you know, being as traumatic as it, as it would be because it's, it's very calming and gentle. It has a sedative energy that can promote peacefulness, happiness, and contentment. It's also said to bring emotional stability and inner strength. The stability and strength not only helps one hold one's firm in life but also enhances flexibility and cooperation. To be flexible is um, a sure sign of strength. And amethyst is well known as from ancients as a sobriety stone, like I was saying before. And it's used, been used to prevent drunkenness and to get rid of addictions to alcohol, drug smoking, and destructive compulsive behaviors. Um, you know, so it's, it, I think it's February's birthstone. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of spiritual healers have been using it. So I just thought I'd mention that. Um, a little bit more about stuff like that, um, please go back and um, Google Amethyst. If you would like to know more information about, you know, what, you know, what you feel pertains to you. So what I read may not be, um, you know, the, the thing that pertains to you. But... Um, one of the things that I've been um, has been coming to me recently is about children, and you know, in schools right now, you know, a lot of people have been doing homeschooling because they don't want their kids to be socialized in lower consciousness, right? But you know, by setting a good good example, we can um, you know be there for our children. So. What are things that um, could help a parent with parenting in these times? Well, I guess it's to be, um, you know, 
aware of what your kids, you know, of what makes your kids happy. I guess being outside a lot, you know, take your kids outside and teach them about nature. When you have a small child, too, it's it's important to have fun with them. So, you know, joke around with them, have fun with them, play with them. Don't let them get babysat by um, the television set, okay? So it's all about being positive. So don't be rough, you know, around your children. And don't, you know... Don't focus on the bad behavior because, you know, kids can be, you know, have little temper tantrums and stuff like that. Divert them. Be positive with the kids, okay? And, you know, one of the things I noticed about children, you know, they pick up the emotions of people around them. So if you're always negative, it's it's not going to be good for a child to have that negativity around them. And... Don't be hard on them. Teach them to, um, you know, have compassion for themselves. If a child has compassion for themselves and not hard on themselves, they will be compassionate to other people. So, you know, it's all about being resilient and being self-aware, you know. So if, if a child, you know, like, Touch them, you know, um, tickle them, do things like blow bubbles with them and tactile things, you know, and, and make them aware of their bodies and that sort of thing. So being compassionate to oneself is a very important skill. And being mindful and you know, teach them how to um, show their emotions and not repress their emotions, but at the same time not be aggressive with the emotions and to feel for other people and other animals, you know, animals and that sort of thing. Um, be aware of, you know, when when somebody hurts their finger or something, parents divert them and stuff, say, oh, you got a boo-boo in it, it's going to get better and... You know, um, be kind to yourself. So, you know, they pick up things from you, okay? Um, When your children leave to go to school or when they go out with their friends, you know, it's, it's good to know what they're doing and that sort of thing, but not to hover around them because they have to be less anxious, less self-conscious to be to manifest what they want in them, their lives, okay? It's not what you want for them, it's what they want for for themselves. And, you know, if you're in a relationship with a partner, I know there's a lot of single parents out there, but um, be nurturing to your spouse in front of your children. You know, just because you have a child, you know, and you focus that attention on the child, it's um, important that you maintain the relationship you have, okay? So little children, they pick up those things. So, and it, you know, they need to to feel that. Um, 
don't allow your mental health to go downhill or get depressed. You know, it's it's um, hard to, to be a parent when you're feeling pain yourself, so it's important you deal with that. Go get some help. Um, and you don't want to be negative for your kids, okay? Um, and it's all about teaching our children to be good citizens. And a close relationship with the mother can prevent, you know, sons from being negative and be not attached to the females in their life later on. So it's important that um, you bond with your son and you bond with your daughter, of course, but um, that'll help them be uh, more loving and caring towards other people too, okay? So if, if a parent... You know, if a child feels close to the parents, the likelihood that they will feel close to other people and other and animals and stuff like that, and have animals around and be nurturing toward the animal, teach your child to be nurturing towards. Um, you know, when the child becomes a teenager, they they kind of test the waters, right? And it, there's peer pressure and that sort of thing. Um, you allow your child to express themselves, then they will feel free to be able to express to you, okay? So I guess it's it's not being judgmental. I know, um, you know, people don't want to come out and say to their parents, you know, I've got issues or things like that. If they have parents that are always saying, you know, I don't want to deal with that. So you have to... Um, be open to communicating, especially with your children. And and don't expect them to be perfect, okay? Um, it's just expect putting extra expectations on children. Encourage them to do well, to enjoy life and do their life's things that they like to do. Um, and it's about knowing your children and... Um, you know what? You know, not every child is the same, right? So your parenting to one child will, may not be the same with another child. So there's certain children that are more sensitive, and indigos are more sensitive. And I've had indigo children. I still have indigo children. It's about understanding that they are emotional, and you know not getting in their faces and stuff like that, but let them know that you're there to be there for them no matter what. I, you know, it's it's important that we, we feel from the heart um, and we impart that to our children, okay? So um, I want to... Okay, a lot of holidays have gone by recently, like in Canada... We've already had Thanksgiving and it's been Halloween and it's been the sol you know, the change solstice stuff and um now there's um you know, there was a change. Um and we have um a new ruler in Canada and I this Rose Mar Marcus from Astrolink has written something about Trudeau. And she wrote it November the 5th, so it's Rose Mar Marcus, R-O-S-E-M-A-R-C, 
cus.com astrolink. And this is um, something she wrote about Justin Trudeau. December the 25th, 1971, at 12.31 p.m. Ottawa time. Okay, this is when um, Aries rising, sun in Capricorn, moon in Aries. So it's funny, they were saying that I I guess um, he was only four months old in Ottawa where they have, you know, the prime minister's residence. But um, Richard Nixon was there and he said, I'd like to dispense with the formalities. I'd like to toast to the future prime minister of Canada. He said that to Justin um, Pierre Trudeau. So, it, you know, Pierre Elliott Trudeau's firstborn son. And this was made in April 72 by um, Richard Nixon. So I, th- I thought it was kind of funny that he ends up being the prime minister of Canada. But he's totally different than his dad, Okay. He has been a teacher and activist, and as of November the 4th, 2015, he holds the most important public service job in Canada, the firstborn son of one of Canada's most colorful and noted prime ministers. Justin Trudeau has made history by being the first child of former Canadian prime minister to hold office, and he is the second youngest to be elected by the Canadian people. He also made history by appointing the first gender parity ministerial cabinet when asked why this this was so important he said because it is 2015 he introduced his cabinet which includes aboriginals ethnic minorities disabled persons and former refugees by saying he appointed a cabinet that looks like canada and i i said to somebody the other day i feel like i live in canada again so for a while there because of another ruler you know he was kind of making canada not canada anymore so is it's it's nice to see feel Canada feeling like Canada again. Um, it says here also that being he was born on Christmas Day, and the time men were barred from attending the birth of their children. But upon strong protest from Margaret Trudeau, Canada's hospital policy was changed, so men were allowed to come to the birth. After that, it is befitting his Aries rising, his moon and. Chiron and Aries, it seems his life is destined for a number of firsts. So, you know, big changes. Um, and I'm going to talk about, you know, what the changes that I'm feeling and how it's showing itself up. So anyway, his um, his parents had a 30-year age gap, you know. So um, he was, the father, Trudeau, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau was very, intellectual and public office was very confining for his free-spirited mother and he's written a book um, about his mother and saying how good of a parent she was even though his father had custody you know since he was five years old when they got divorced Um, they loved each other but they were just there was too much difference between them okay but you know like I was saying before they were able like uh, you know, saying that no matter what you have in differences with parents, it's important to raise your children um, without you know being negative towards the other partner. If you have you know um, a divorce in the family or something like that. So um, anyway, he was just saying that in in his book he was saying that his parents were both you know good and but his dad was a bit more you know, hit the books and his mom was more like um, 
princess die, let's have some fun. You know, so there was a balance in his life. I just I just wanted to point that out. So he, he turned out fairly well. Um, Justin is of the Pluto in Libra soul path generation, natal Uranus and Juno. The marriage asteroid are also the sign of Libra, Pluto, Uranus, and Juno. In Libra, are signatures that bear witness to a relationship inequality. So in the sixth house, these signatures look to correct and heal this disparity. So the divorce of the parents can be seen by many chart details as a Chiron in Aries, a singular separate influence that influenced him. And uh, Venus conjunct the North Node in Aquarius in the 10th house, Moon opposite Uranus, noting Chiron conjunct the Moon in Aries and opposing Uranus in Libra can surmise early life, Aries, part of him. Experiences have included some emotional traumatic experiences. So he's done a lot of healing within himself, okay? And I've been talking about how I've had a lot of Aries influence. I'm Capricorn, and I'm very attached to, you know, the the changes that are going on. And my energy very much influences, you know, the energy because I'm here to help shift this energy. And I think that, you know, Justin is one of those people that is, you know, living in dimensional consciousness. Oops, sorry. Um, I got knocked out of blog talk, so sorry about that. Um, We're talking about emotional traumatic experiences and, you know, how humanity is doing a lot of healing. And, um, you know, Justin um, Trudeau, I'm talking about the Prime Minister of Canada now, he's fairly young, he's only 43, how he's done a lot of healing and he's um, had some traumatic emotional experiences like we all have. But, you know, it's um, children take an emotional hit when your parents are too busy, like the father's demanding career, and his mother having bouts of depression and bipolar stuff. From what I gather, though, the both parents, you know, were, were going through their own things, right? But it sounds like he, he dealt with this, and... Um, he saw both his parents as being very positive and, and, you know, good in his life. So, and he gets a lot of, you know, his mother is um, very supportive of him, and he gets a lot of support from his wife, Sophie. So, and he has three children of his own, and I know that he's very nurturing to them. So, Justin was um, very close to his mother, and he may not have been able to see her as much. So, this deep emotional trauma it actually made him more um more empathetic towards other people and their pain so you know he's saying that 25,000 um Syrian refugees are going to be allowed to come to Canada um within the the end of December so that's a lot so he he's carrying through with his he knows what those people are feeling you know um losing their families or feeling from the heart. So he they go on to say here that he has a twelfth house moon in Chiron conjunct with Aries rising suggests the ability of a quick bounce back. So he 
you know, you can go back and go and read this because I don't want to focus on it, but I just wanted to let people know how profound this Prime Minister of Canada is to do with fifth dimensional consciousness and everything, you know, and the big changes that are coming. You know, his brother, um, I also want to mention that his um, younger brother, Misha, or Michael, was um, caught in an avalanche while skiing and his body was swept into the lake and never found. So he's had unresolved things that, you know, a lot of other people have had to deal with. So in October of 2000, when he was 28 years old and experiencing his Saturn return, he gained the attention of the nation for his moving eulogy to his father. And there was a lot of requests to, um, you know, have this rebroadcast again. So um, very profound with um, expressing his emotions and feelings. Um, Very balanced um, person, you know. So, um, and I guess, you know, I went off the air and I'm reconnect or going through that reconnection to what um to what is coming and what it has meaning. So apparently Justin's father died while uh he was transitioning Jupiter opposed Chiron, Pluto, both Chiron and Jupiter archetypes for the father and Pluto is associated with death and reincarnation. So I would be curious to see if he is someone you know that influences um the world and i i'm sure he he is one of those people um you know he won the leadership party for the liberal party in april of 2013 and it was another first and he went on to lead his party to victory in 2015 federal election in canada moving the third place liberals from 36 seats to 184 seats the largest ever numerical increase by party in Canadian elections. So he definitely has charisma, and people trust him. You know, it may partly be related to people feeling that from his dad, but he also has a lot of the warm qualities of his mother. So um, the transiting Pluto retrograde in mid-heaven, he had previously refused to offer himself up for leadership for two reasons. Firstly, the strain he felt he would put on his young family, and so he wasn't ready for it. And secondarily, because of the name he felt concerned, the public projected overly high, perhaps unrealistic expectations because of who his father was. So he had to come into his own, right? So then he was um, decided to do it later because, I, I guess, because of people being frustrated with Harper and wanting um, something different, something or someone that was able to, um, you know, project fifth dimensional consciousness around us, you know, because he really does, okay? Anyway, um, so he had a kind of a rebirth, transitioning Uranus and Aries conjuncts um, Justin's natal chart in the 12th and moon, transitioning Caries, opposing natal sun, indication of rebirth of significance. And there were two levels to this, Justin's personal karmic resurrection to the official position of authority, and the parties rebuilt, and it was hoped that Justin, as a party leader, the Liberals would stage a more successful dissemination of the last election that saw the Liberals lose their official opposition status and re- relegate to the third place position behind the NDP. So they called it the Orange Crush, okay? 
the transitioning Saturn opposite uh, Pallas Athene are supposed to skip step positions to Justin's natal, uh, nodal axis. So, you know, he's a charismatic, personable person with social charm. And he's he's a little on the hyper side, but he's very caring and loving. And these are all things needed to, you know, be a leader in these changing times. So, you know, I could go on and on and on about him, um, but I'll let you go back and do the do the reading about him. Just know that this is part of the the shifting energy that um, we we have going on right now. I'm just going to go to the um, see if anybody uh, is, has any questions. If anybody's called in, the number six four six two hundred four one six nine, and this is um, fifth dimensional radio and Earth Angels Radio. Okay. Uh, we have about an hour left because um, I decided to let this show go a little bit. And we'll just, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the opossum, and I guess now's the time to do it because I'm seeing it. Um, it's really funny. Um, I, I, you know, watch television sometimes and I'm asked to, you know, to watch it and for some reason, and, you know, people may think that's funny. Um, but one of the, um, and now I'm going to have to find this, um, pos, uh, opossum. And I'm, I'm reading from Animal Speak, from Ted Andrews, The Spiritual and Magical Powers of Creatures Great and Small, because animals around us reflect what, you know, have meaning for us in that moment. And on page 290, and when you add those numbers together, it's 11. So it um, was 11 yesterday, 11 of the 11th uh, Remembrance Day. You know, so this opossum, and, you know, 12 is a magical number because today is 12, right? Um, the keynote, the use of appearances. You know, I was talking a little bit about um, what we see and project around us um, at the beginning of this, and I, I haven't read this, so I guess I'm getting something about how we project ourselves. And, you know, in 3D, it's all about physical stuff and need and want and addiction. And, you know, some people feel that that kind of a bottomless pit. And, you know, in a fifth dimensional consciousness, you're feeling from the heart, you're feeling your emotions, you're not dealing in the past. So, you're not living in that pain body, okay? So let's see where the opossum takes us. Cycle of power spring. I know that, but I've, I've been seeing a lot of this. And um, anyway, this Ted Anders passed away in 2009, and isn't that funny that it was 290 here? Um, so those numbers are there again. And he's writing about his own experiences here and he was talking about workshops that he was doing. They were just beginning to grow in popularity. So this was a few years ago, way before 2009. And um, he says here, an individual in the metaphysical field was spreading rumors about me among certain groups to undermine my work. So they were jealous. So we'll leave them unknown. I know who it was, but anyway, he's got the tact enough not to say anything. Apparently, he felt threatened by increasing attention I was receiving. So after the workshop one evening, several people spoke to me what was being spread around. I remember um, turning, you know, like uh, fuming all the way home, and I couldn't believe that 
this person would make up stories after all we had done some traveling together and I was going to have to be confront this person. So he was feeling, you know, a little bit tense about this. So he said, when he got home, he raised his garage door and my headlights flashed on a pair of eyes in the back of the garage. So an opossum had taken up temporary shelter. I was watching a show the other day and I was laughing my head off because the same thing. The possum wouldn't leave the garage and the housekeeper, I guess, in the show was saying, you know, they wanted to come in and get some food and get warm. So the home has to do with how we are and what we feel about ourselves. And the outside of the home is what we project. So this this uh, possum in both cases had taken up shelter in the garage, okay? And they were in warm places, so they didn't really need to be in the garage. So anyway, he says, but an hour later, I went outside to check the garage. He had left the door open, right? And um, so it would leave. And I drove the car into the garage, and he pulled on the garage door. It only moved about five inches, then locked. And I pulled back, and still it locked. Since it was dark, I couldn't tell if the runners on it were jammed or what was going on. Finally, I handled the handle with two hands and yanked as hard as I could. The door freed and came down. As it did, the possum tumbled off the top of the door and fell on top of my head. So that's hilarious, you know, like the head, the crown. Apparently it had climbed on the top of the garage door and was lodged in a way that hindered closing the door. It left rather abruptly after bouncing on my head so <laughs> and hitting the ground. It appeared just as dazed and unhurt as I was, and I tried to get my heart started. I began laughing as I walked back to the house. My anger from earlier that evening was dissipated. It was then I decided not to respond. I would just appear to play dead or ignorant to the rumors. Within several weeks, the rumors had ceased, and numerous phone calls reaffirmed that I had responded appropriately. No one um, believed the rumors, and my invitations to teach and lecture increased even more. So, you know, sometimes we have to not so much play dead, but not respond from emotional level, okay? You know, I was you know, saying that we can express our emotions, but to actually get angry and um, direct them outward isn't a thing to be doing, not right now or at any time in fifth dimensional consciousness. We feel emotions, but the emotions are more um, balanced, okay? So it teaches us to use appearances as a possum. Sometimes it's necessary to play dead. Sometimes it's necessary to put up a particular front to succeed easily and effectively. And this is the medicine that the opossum can teach. It also can show you when others are putting up false fronts and deceptions. So if you have an opossum as a totem, it allows you to see, well, it, it, it has something to do with the crown chakra and opening up and seeing things and the gifts that the divine energy gives you, right? So a possum has an archetypal energy that helps us to use appearances to our greatest benefit and help us to recognize what others are creating false oppressions. A possum can help us learn to divert attention, get attention away from what we need, okay, or any way we need, I mean. So uh, sometimes it's necessary to behave or act in a strategic manner, okay? Um, We may need to appear fearless or whatever we need to, to that will help us, okay? It says we may need to show submission or aggression. 
but maybe not aggression in the way we just need to be assertive. Or sometimes we have to back down, you know. Um, but don't, you know, don't take it personally. It's it's all about balance. And we may need to be apathetic or extremely caring. And opossum is a supreme actor. So it talks about it being a nocturnal animal. So this is something we have to look within ourselves. Um, do we want to create something that we're not? Or do we want to be who we aren't? Okay, this anyway gets us thinking about it. So it says when they're young, they're blind, and they still need to be able to climb in the pouch immediately after birth, stay there for about one month. So um, I guess during the spring, he says he stops and checks to check the possums on the road, and it may have a, a, a young in the pouch. And the young can live for a while in the pouch, even after their mother has died, but only for a short while. So there's 13 nipples in the, um, the litter, you know, maybe 13 young. Only 13 can su- survive. This number is very symbolic. So, you know, we're talking about the number 11, the number 12, the number 13. Those are all very magical numbers. Some associate it with bad luck. I don't associate it with bad luck. It's a symbol for the great sun um, turnaround which is the 12 signs of the zodiac. It's a symbol of the sun within. And that energy, we have it within and our, you know, magic within ourselves. So, you know, I was talking about, you know, being who we really are, you know, but there may be a need sometimes for people that have to be something else. So in a way, he had to kind of be in this, um, they they talk about the self-induced state of shock. And the heartbeat slows with this animal, and the musk scent of death is released. So it, 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 you know, on another show I will talk about life, death, and this in ascension. But this animal is one of those beings that um, represents that energy. Um, huh. So maybe I'll do. Um, talk a little bit about the new moon in Scorpio and I I, I had um, I just got to go back and um, see where I put that I had that I had a handout on it oh here we go okay um, sometimes I've got a whole bunch of windows open but it's telling me I want to close it. No, I don't want to close. <laughs> I don't want to close. I just want to go back to the other page. Okay. So we're going to read about. Um, trying to find that thing there. Uh, new more. Hmm. I don't want the new moon in Scorpio. Um, October because there was a new moon in Scorpio in October, and I talked about that in October. There's there's a, being a flip. New moons in Scorpio, the latest one, um, in November. Maybe I've got it here. Let's just see. Um, yeah, that's funny that sometimes, you know, I have all these pages open and things crash and, but there's always reasons why they do that. So um, 
We just got to see the meaning beyond it. Um, let's try to find that now. Here. Hmm. That's strange. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. I found it. Yay. Um, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk. I guess I'm supposed to be talking about something else. This is why this is happening. Um, there's dark stra- uh, star astrology, and um, there's a bunch of different things going on right now. From October 29th to November 1st, there was this Venus, Mars, Jupiter uh, stellium between 16 and 21 uh, degrees of Virgo, and there's a yod going on right now. So this is two Uranus from the sex, uh, Jupiter sextile, Sun, and Mercury. And... Um, I guess if things are aligning up for the the cardinal T square, okay. So I'm just trying to um, let me see what this this yod thing. Um, the only there okay it says zapper yod to Uranus. There's only one notable yod this year. In fact, I have to remind you that during all the the important year of 2012, there were quite a few yods due to the faster moving planets pulling a yod out of the long last. Saturn sextile Pluto. Yods feel very faded. I, I wasn't planning to read this, by the way. Yods feel very faded, and if powerful transitioning lot points to anything in the chart, there is usually some life-changing event. And I think this, you know, Trudeau um, has this big thing in him. You know, there's a lot going on with him. And life-changing event pertaining to the house and planet the Zod is zapping. The Yod has uh, an extra oomph because it is based in the Jupiter sextile new moon Mercury. So, you know, there was a lot going on yesterday. You know, there was a new moon. It was Remembrance Day. You know, it has to do with the past and old energy and moving on with new energy. The November 11th new moon Yod will be the lucky scale of Libra on the fixed star uh, Zubin El Shamali. Z-U-B-E-N-E-L-S-C-H-E-M-A-L-I. It says here, our 1930s man Robson said that the sun here gives great good fortune, high position, transitionary difficulty eventually proving beneficial, and the moon here gives active mind, organizing ability, benefits through new and influential friends, valuable gifts, uh, uses friends' names to obtain money. So these are times where things that have to do with money are really shifting. Anyway, it says, see if you have anything at 17 degrees Aries. And, you know, Trudeau, I'm sure, has that. Even if it were we asteroid, the new moon on, a ne- on November the 11th, when the yod peaks, would be potential acting new starts and gains in areas represented by the body of the angle here. So... There's big changes, you know, shifting. And there's like a flip that's happening. I'll I'll try to explain it a little bit. But it usually means energy is really changing. So the yacht itself lasts for a week. It started yesterday and it goes for about a week. Towards the end of the year, we get some testing transits, Saturn uh, square Neptune, ignited by Sun conjunct Saturn. On November 29th is one big, thing that's going to cause a lot of, you know, turbulence, I guess. This square 
um, usually urges us to work at uh, giving structure to our dreams. It might also be about giving, needing something to, to give something a reality check. So this cardinal cross, okay? So on December 7th, we get a flashback to the cardinal cross, grand cross of 2000, April 2014, where Uranus um, prescription returns, okay? To Lucy Square Pluto one last time and makes it Cardinal T Square. So this has to do with these Uranus Pluto squares energy, where humanity is really advancing. So this energy on December seventh, I know that you know the on the um, I think I'm trying to remember if it's like um, 300 days since um, you know the the. I've been doing the prayers of light, the balancing prayers for humanity to open up to love. So Mars opposes Uranus again, but this time Mars isn't acting the terrorist on a tricky Al-Gorab. Instead, it falls on Kaz, Al-Arab light in the crow. So it says you can reread the Cardinal Grand Cross for a reminder, but Mars opposite Uranus, key words are risk-taker, adrenaline junkies, fireworks, emergency workers, electrically charged, explosive flash. This will be exact on December 11th. Don't drink and drive. So keep that amethyst around you when attending those Christmas parties. Let's hope 2015, well, it says here that it'll be that um, less intense year. So I'm just reading you know, this 2015 stuff. So it's it's kind of a flashback to April of 2014 when a lot of similar energy was going on. And this Cardinal Cross flashback, it's like a flashback. So we're definitely, you know, looking at things from the past. So I just want to say that a lot of energy is really shifting. I guess that's what it comes down to. Um there were other things that I wanted to, um, let me just go back here, um, talk a little bit about that. Um, I don't know where that came from, but um, there's there's going to be a lot of roller coasters, I guess, and that is one of them. This Uranus Zod, okay, and the Cardinal uh, Cross flashback, the two of them are, are happening. There's been... Um, I guess, you know, a big flip of energy yesterday. So I I did want to talk about, and I, I, oh, here it is. Okay. New moon in Scorpio, November uh, 2015. I'll go look at that. Um, I guess I'll do the Mystic Mama one. I did have that somewhere, but I can't find it, so... Um, this new moon in Scorpio, there's two back-to-back, usually means a piggyback, and some energy usually gets accelerated or flips, okay? And so that 11-11, that gateway energy, this uh, new moon in Scorpio, and it's heavy-duty, deep energy that we have to look at within ourselves. And it's like shape-shifting energy, okay? And it's like transformational energy and manifesting magical energy. So it's about outmoded forms of being in order to rise to new heights. And even the fact, you know, Trudeau has come into power from a 
kind of a patriarchal, nasty energy, and he's more like of a balance of feminine, masculine, uh, empathetic, heartfelt kind of person, right? I'm not saying he's a you know he he's a softy. He may appear to be a softy, but I'm I'm sure he's he's not going to put up with any crap. So. You know, I was talking about. I want at some point. I want to talk about death and rebirth and ascension and that stuff. It's. Um, I guess it's about when we talk about those sorts of things. It's death to the old. You know, looking back and then looking forward, and rebirth, and seeing things in a different way. So, and according to Mystic Mama. This new moon energy and the one prior to it was pushing us towards this, awakens us to the cycle of great mysteries. So it has to do with the water element. You know, I was talking about um, the amethyst having to do with emotions and water elements and balance. Well, this is um, has to do with water and emotion and penetrating and receptivity and capacity for depth. So humanity, like I've been seeing it around me, I've seen, been seeing the build-up to people around me, you know, opening themselves up to more emotional depths, you know. And it's it's very feminine energy. So seeing it in men is a nice thing. It doesn't mean they're weak or anything like that. It just means there is some type of inner transformation going on. The, the mystery is a birth, death, inner, deep transformation. Uh, and it has to do with sexuality, too. Um, male sexuality. So, you know, I've been seeing some shows lately about, um, you know, people trying to trap feminine energy or men trying to trap, you know, female energy. And I've seen it too many times to not... But that's not what it is. It's some type of feminine transformation but you take that even masculine energy is taking in more feminine energy to balance it going to you know make us less needy i guess the word i want to use and things that have been held in the shadow that are unconscious to us are becoming more revealed to us since yes you know yesterday with that um moon so it's um it can be you know like it's breakdown of energy and creation of new energy right now okay um the it just goes on to say the scorpio luminaries are ruled by the transformation power of pluto the king of the underworld no wonder the topic are dense with power so uh, Scorpio rules healing power. You know, I was talking about these are great healing times. And the amethyst is very healing. Um, when we align with spirit to transform disease into miraculous health, we rise up out of the ashes and surrender old, stuck energy for the regeneration of health. I've been seeing a lot of regenerative energy, um, things about revitalization around me and that sort of thing too. But, you know, I was talking about at the beginning how people are doing, you know, making templates or they're doing things and charging people and writing books about it. It's very easy, you know, once you open that part of yourself and connect to source that you do it on your own. You do a lot of self-healing, 
like I said, um, you know, um, Justin Trudeau is, has been doing a lot of self-healing, and he was smart enough to do that before he went into this shift uh, that he was having within himself. You know, he didn't go into a position of power when he could have. He he waited. So it's about our self-healing right now. It's about the entwining snakes, the Scorpio and the Cadesias on the healing staff, you know, of the, you know, you see the medical symbol, there's two intertwined on the staff. So the serpent power represents the power of Kundalini and the activation of the energy within us and the force to heal and invigorate our lives. So I'm seeing that humanity is becoming more vitalized and it because it's doing you know humanity is a, uh, as a collective as a body together are healing their body so as a healing body becomes a collective you know as a, a as a whole humanity is doing a lot of healing so Chiron the wise healer teacher is trining the new moon and Mercury bringing forward the wise council of holistic understanding so it has to do with you know, opening ourselves up, this shift of energy. Um, we're feeling the emotions and dealing with the emotions in our emotional bodies, our physical bodies, and our spirit bodies. And we're bringing this forward with that Scorpio energy going deep. We're doing it and um, having understanding while we're doing it. So, you know, this these elements all are connecting in a beautiful way it may be, you know, that's why I was talking about the amethyst to make it less traumatic. Um, so we're doing a lot of healing within ourselves and nourishing ourselves. So it's about new beginnings. It's about shedding old skin. It's about dying to the old. You know, some people may be feeling that part of them is dying. It's symbolic, maybe. Um your vibrational levels increasing. Scorpio is about death and rebirth. And, you know, I was talking about the possum. It's not so much we put ourselves um, out there and, you know, put up a front. It's not so much that, because that's 3D energy. It's about death and rebirth, because the possum does that. And it's about new beginnings and starting over again. The opossum getting up and walking from the death state that it's put himself in and starting over again. So what, if, what things are you completing? What doors are opening for you? Are you ready to go to the next level? It's all about um, taking that giant leap of faith right now, okay? You know, you may have put yourself in a certain state. You know, the way we're socialized and the way we're schooled, you know, there's limitations. But um, it's about seeing beyond those limitations, seeing and manifesting things in fifth dimensional consciousness because nothing is impossible, okay? You know, I prayed long and hard for things to change in Canada, and it has. So it's all about having that faith. You know, when my friend's father passed away, I gave him a stone that said faith on it, and He's an atheist, and I didn't think that it would make that big of a profound effect on him. But he was feeling energy. He was feeling God around him. He was opening himself up to that. And 
I had actually given him the stone that I had given him to give to his mother. And she held it, and then after that, he couldn't let go of it. Okay? Never let go of your faith. It's very symbolic here. But he couldn't let go of it after that, and he carries it in his pocket. Okay? Breakthrough to the new you. Jupiter is empowering you to make positive changes in your life. Like Pluto, he is in sextile with the new moon. You can use this energy to change your life for the better. The power is inside of you, your inner being. Reach for your real power. Okay? Dive deep. Be prepared for it. If you ask for that, be prepared for it because a lot can happen. We really want to change the world, you know, make it into the place that it's meant to be, okay? Beautiful and like heaven-like. So um, Chiron acts like a planet in your astrology. It's an asteroid between Saturn and Uranus. Chiron is the bridge from the past to the future, okay? And this is all about harmony and flow with the new moon. This is about healing you right now, healing your heart and your mind. And this moon can heal your heart, heavy heart. You know, a new moon energy is like, can be a few days before a new moon and carries on a few days after. So that's why I'm focusing on this, okay? Because this is pretty profound energy. It's like a, a propulsion forward for humanity. This is the most intense propulsion I've seen in a long time. So let go. You know, it's it's not so much about surrender. It's about loving yourself and wanting something more and knowing that you have it within you, okay? We are all great spiritual beings. We're, um, we're here for a reason. This we're, A lot of us are here to turn the ages, to make this an age of truth. And, you know, the Scorpio new moon takes us to go really deep. But it also, because we've been through so much and opened so much energetically within ourselves, all the chakras are open right now for humanity. And the chakra above the crown chakra and the chakra below the root chakra are opening up for humanity. And this is what gives us the vitality. And the solar plexus is moving up within the heart. And we're becoming one big chakra. All the energy is opening up. It's like a big egg, you know. It's it's a beautiful time. We, it was a very um, intense time over the last four months or so, and I took time off, and I didn't do the show. It was because I did a lot of traveling, but I was also doing a lot of inner healing and energetic work for the planet, for humanity, and that took priority, okay? I, I knew that I had to focus on that and not focus on all the crap that a lot of humanity was focusing on. And to create that collective that's taking us, you know, back to some amazing energy. So it, it's about trusting um, things that go beyond, you know, our, our multidimensionality. It's not about the five senses and 3D, but it, it does include them. You know, it's about these gifts that we have that once we open ourselves up to source and that sort of thing. So it's about learning how to do it. You know, and being that influence to people around you. I am that influence of people around me because people around me are changing and they're feeling. And um, it may not be easy at times, but, you know, it's it comes from the deepest core of our knowing and we're going to react to that. But, you know, when we feel it from within, it happens on the outside of us. And it comes from the heart. It comes from source 
comes from that love. And it is very deep. That Scorpio energy is very deep. And um, it's a water sign. So it's like a cauldron, you know, cooking up a bunch of different things. And like elements are being blended, broken down, and transformed into a whole new brew, okay? It's extreme. But it's something that has died and reborn, just like the opossum symbolizes that energy. So it's um, it's not an easy thing to reach, but a lot of humanity have opened themselves to this and are resolving a lot of karmic energy, like I've talked about in other shows, the emotional stuff. And it's it's a risky thing, you know. It's it's um, the energy. You're leaving your comfort zone. You're going beyond it. You know, it's it's purely on faith that you know you have that and within you, it's it's not being buried anymore. It's potential. You know, we um, it's not about um, thinking about it. It's about actually doing it. There's doorways, you know, and and a lot of us have gone into that deep dark part of ourselves and looked at that part of ourselves. But it's not something to look at it in a negative way. So, you know, as you see, the, the leaves are falling off the trees. You know, things are changing. It's a time of regrowth and a, a kind of a, what do you call it, um, not a hibernation, but a stasis. So we're releasing some type of energy, but we're taking more energy into our core, and it's very transforming. So it's about, you know, it be rep- symbolic by fall right now, release of a certain energy and then taking in kind of like an energy of uh, death and rebirth energy. But I was seeing the possum energy. So even though it's the fall, I was feeling this rebirth energy at the same time. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's sort of like a pulse of life. So anyway, it's, it's pretty, you know, this Sabian symbol for the sun and the moon at 20 degrees Scorpio is a woman draws away two dark curtains are crossing an entrance to a sacred pathway. So it's, you know, you can pull those curtains apart, though, and you, but you have to look at some deep stuff within yourself. And it's about the divine feminine merging and the right brain imagination pulling back those veils, you know, that keep us from what we're meant to do here, okay? So that feminine energy is a glimpse right now of what of what we can be okay and a lot of people are becoming who they really are so it it's it's going past veils of ignorance fear and ego attachment it's it's stepping on that mystical path i talk about you know um earth angels radio and about the path and taking that pathway but it's like Taking a plunge, you know, even though you know those dark curtains there and it's blocking something, you're just going to go through there or you're going to take a jump off the cliff. The Mercury is close to this new moon transforming open minds to greater perspectives that come from the heart, not just the mind. So it it has to do with the heart too, okay? And the Uranus and Aries, the great awakener, connects to the new moon in a frustrating Yet enlightening aspect, it also sits at the point of the yod from the new moon in Scorpio and Jupiter and Virgo, like I was saying. And the yod is a configuration of three planets whose purpose is to realign ourselves with wholeness. 
So, you know, the triangle is about wholeness, okay? So the, you look at it, you go with masculine and feminine and the merging of the two. You know, you can do it with a lot of different things. There's some people call it the sword and the stone. You know, once he pulled out that sword in the stone, and, and actually I, I, I saw somebody on a show recently pull out this big globe of light, luminous light, to take that part of that life within you, Okay. So it's about pulling out that sword and the stone. It's about taking, you know, making changes and, and becoming more, maybe than you thought you could be, but you, you can see it now that you're a, a lot more, it's about transformation, this yod. And um, it's up to us to, to, to do this, though. But as a collective, humanity is doing it. And it's about creative self-expression. And going beyond convention, you know, I, I've been I went to see a few artists lately, and I'm getting back into my artwork and my creativity. I I was using, you know, a lot of my energy to to shift things here with the collective. Um, it's about and two. It's also about you know it's it's about change and opportunity too. Okay, and uh, being childlike. I'm, I'm talking about ch- children and how we got socialized. We can go back. Because right now we're we're doing a lot of healing. So I was feeling, you know, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling spring. Um, and it was funny because, you know, I was talking about the opossum and the death, but this, the death and rebirth thing, feeling that a new energy is coming and it's springing forth. So I was feeling that. But I, I kept, you know, turning on TV and hearing the word spring. And these, this one guy, he was um, looking for a pen, and everywhere he went in the office, all the springs were gone out of all the pens. And he goes, people kept saying, we don't use pens. And he goes, but I do, you know. And it could be, you know, analogy to the past, right? But what the guy was doing, he was creating a robotic thing and using all the springs, you know, because he needed a bunch of springs. So he was using that um, to change things but you know the spring was missing but the springs really were around i know it sounds kind of strange but i was getting a lot of stuff like that um it was funny i was talking with i think it was carol on the phone yesterday and i saw a squirrel running across the top of a fence with a great big apple in its mouth and i guess humanity had a heavy burden and they still have a heavy load but it's about hanging on you know, and getting past this. (laughs) So, you know, what we see around us is what's happening. You know, I I mostly see, you know, squirrels carrying little things, but this this squirrel had this huge apple. It must have been like the size of two um, big fists, you know, huge. I don't know how the heck he was hanging on to it. But, you know, how do we change to 5D? You know, um, you know, people ask that. It's just uh, it's just about wanting to do it because partly we're manifesting, but it's something we are. We exist in all realms. You know, we exist in another level in fifth dimensional realm, but we may not be um, aware of it. But we're merging these realities together right now. I, I woke up this morning and I was thinking about all the different religions and different things, and you know, um, I got the word. Um, a new religion, Church of the United Front, Church of Love. 
Okay. But it's funny, the Pope just a little while ago um, was meeting with the Vatican Council, and it was all about the family. You know, I've been reading about a lot of clergy and different people involved in the Catholic Church saying the Pope is the unpope because the Pope isn't totally um, expressing what the Church has been expressing in the past, right? But I really believe, you know, and I've talked about other shows, you know, it's not the death of what we it's a death of what has been okay they said you know there's going to be the death of the church and the last pope or whatever but um i think it's the rebirth of a new way okay mostly you know people in 3d do not like change and they don't like the change of traditions but i just want to point this out to people living life without change is living a life of limitations it's living a life of miracles it's a life it's not a life of limitations it's the difference of choosing to be open to change and to receive okay so when i've talked about uh, manifesting i said you know when you manifest you can manifest things out there but if you're not receptive and open to, to change or to receiving it you know, it may not come to you, but when, or it'll take a while, but in, when you live in fifth dimensional consciousness, things can happen really quickly or happen instantly, okay? It's because you don't see the limitations and you're totally open. So living a life without change is living a life of limitations, okay? And big changes are happening right now. They're mirrored in the energy. They're mirrored in the change of people that are in power. Um, you know, like I was saying, the Pope and... Um, Trudeau, and it may show a big change in the U.S. and other places, you know, very soon. So it's up to you to live that life of miracles or live that life of limitations, okay? How do we revitalize ourselves? I guess, you know, part of it is clearing, you know, um, deciding to do some healing and to go within you and look at things and release them. And then, you know, open up those chakras and then expand the chakras. So when the chakras are flowing and the, you know, the chakra below the, you know, the earth chakra and the, this, this, the, oh, I'm just trying to, the star chakra um, above the head, when you open up those, they're really revitalized. But it's, it's kind of a step where you open up your heart, you open up the crown, and you know um you feel from the heart and you you know you open up your throat chakra and you open up the forehead chakra and the crown and you speak you speak from truth and knowing okay um it was funny um i kept seeing things about um people having like an invisible friend or somebody that just appears to them okay and little children you know they see, they, sometimes they say, I have a ghost for a friend, or I have, a, they talk about having a friend, okay? Um, but I've been seeing adults having these friends. So what, the reason why I'm talking about this, it's just been drawn to my attention lately, that um, more of humanity is seeing people from other realms or, you know, those realms have opened up. 
and the energy is showing it right now. But, um, you know, if you have a family member who passed away or something like that, you may see them. These are, um, you may see things that you didn't before. Um, I was, I had a dream, um, a lucid dream about red boots that I put on and they were too tight. So I had to get new boots. And when I put those boots on, they expanded and they got, it's, it's about our life, you know, change. Um, and, and a friend of mine, when I was telling her about this, you know, like putting on the red boots and then taking on new boots that were bigger and then, then they expanded, it's about change, but it's also about going beyond limitations she said that she was walking out in the woods and all of a sudden her shoes fell apart. And she just picked them up and walked. It, there's things falling apart. They may seem falling apart. Your life may seem falling apart. Um, but it's about getting a new pair and and creating something whole new and a new reality. You know, it's, you know I've talked about getting a whole new program, you know, computer program even, and, you know, things collapsing and new things starting, but trying to maintain the energy so this whole reality doesn't collapse. And humanity's doing it. It's about um, opening yourself up to that change, seeing those opportunities. You know, just be like a kid with blind faith. Just go for it. You know, um, allow that spring to come in your life. You know, that, that squirrel carrying the big apple, you know, is hilarious. So, um this new moon in Scorpio that happened yesterday, uh, and the North Node in the Moon and and, and um, a Virgo, um, that's that's amazing change energy. Um, this um, today it's gone into Sagittarius, so the energy's changed, and it's funny, you know, Sagittarius, Capricorn, and Aquarius energy are happening, you know, bang, 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 bang. So these are you know, like energies that are opening up to big changes and big switches. You know, um, this this new moon in Scorpio, and it's, um, you know, shifting. And the 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 north node of the moon is in Virgo. For, for I think it was a year and a half, it was in Libra. So um, it's amazing energy, but at the same time right now, Venus is in Libra and Mars is in Libra. So there's energy. It's like a figure eight. It's it's like it's flipped. You know, when um, kind of energy is going in a figure eight, then it opens up and becomes a circle, and then it flips again. Um, it's the, This is the big flip, the big switch. And that's why I'm mentioning it. Today is the time for big change, for big shifts. Uh, big flip. So this north node of the moon in Virgo and um, the Venus and Mars and Libra switching energy is is pretty profound energy. So it has to do with um, time and space and opposites becoming balanced. It's it's a pivotal point. You know, Wednesday and Thursday are pivotal points of change. You know, um, this Mars and North Node of the Moon out of Virgo, you know, into Libra. So um, just opposites. And this pivotal, pivotal, it's like a pivotal point of the Cardinal Cross, which I've talked about. And we're going back kind of into um, something that we 
know, something pretty profound. We're 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 shifting something in that energy. That was way back in April of 2014. So this yod within the Sun and Mercury and the sextile to Jupiter uh, conjuncts to Uranus. Uranus. Uh, it, it, the yod is a blessing of God. And it has something to do with uh, the shift in the collective consciousness of humanity, like I was saying. And um, it's about, you know, I was talking about taking a blind leap and receiving. And part of the receiving is our purpose and our gift. And um, the Libra Scorpio energy, the kind of energy that's kind of balancing itself, is um, us as a whole, you know, like looking at, at ourselves. It's like detaching from ourselves, looking at ourselves. And it's, it may seem like a time out of our control. The economic and financial situation may seem different and hard to understand. But, you know, I was talking about, um, I was seeing a coat on one of the shows and the tapestry on the outside of the coat and this vision changing. It's about the outside of ourselves. We've done the work within and now the outside of ourselves is changing. Um it's going beyond the Virgo energy is going up and the amethyst energy helps us go beyond stress and fear. You know, like because we have that blind faith and we see things shifting the way we would like it to shift. It's about um, having faith in ourselves, okay? And it's about taking control. You know, the Scorpio power of the world has been, um, it's deep. It's about going and having emotional uh, understanding of ourselves and opening ourselves up, allowing the energy to merge in the energy of unity and receiving energy too, okay? And it's about validation of who we are and the importance of who we are, but not in the ego sense. It's um, even though, you know, there may be some people still living in that fear and, um, you know, wanting to have certain things in their life, but not just opening themselves up to what they would like. You know what I mean? It's like, want, 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 want. I want this and I want that. I'm going to take this and take that. That's what's very destructive energy. That's why people that have controlled the planet have, you know, done wars and different things because they don't want humanity to live in that harmonious type of um, atmosphere. So it's about receiving right now. You've done the healing work. It's mirrored outside of you. It's about receiving an acknowledgement of the gift of the divine energy and really feeling belonging, okay? And, you know, that Scorpio energy um, allows us to feel some control about it. But, you know, people still living in uh, fear and in 3D, they they feel like um, they've lost control and it, it may make them more upset and stuff, but it's about being vulnerable and just letting go and feeling that love and support from people around you. You know, the friend of mine at the funeral was feeling people showing love and was feeling the emotion and he was like startled, like, why am I feeling this? So it's about trust in life and that tapestry of life, you know, like the coat that I was seeing. Um, We can manifest support 
around us. You know, but it's also looking at ourselves and seeing the things that we need to look at so we can learn lessons, so we, we don't have to keep going back to them all the time, you know, the karmic stuff. Um, it's, it's, you know, what we need. It's not what the ego needs. It's about um, letting go of that need, letting go of that envy, that greed. You know, um, there's deeper meaning in life. And we're strong within ourselves. The truth speaks to us. And, you know, I was talking about how uh, Justin Trudeau knew that he needed more experience. Well, when we flip that energy and we open ourselves up and we flow into greater understanding and create and manifest what we want around us, um, it, it, we have, it becomes easier and easier. And... Um, it's about doing it with passion with and with emotion. You know, I talk about people not, they hold their emotion in and they explode. It's about letting the emotion just flow, you know, and we, we can live in that emotion all the time, feeling everything to the greatest of our capacity. So we're all part of that um, beautiful, th- you know, thread of life or that creation of life on that coat you know we're all part of it the neptune in chiron and pisces is unconscious wisdom and knowing okay and we're getting that so it's not it's it's learning about secrets you know going within deep inner meanings within ourselves so you know we're, we're discovering and and building trust within ourselves and it's it's all about with the open heart there's the open of the eyes and opening up to greater understanding and meaning of life and and that includes the wonder of life that when we live in the moment you know um we've lived with the fear of death which has created death we create what we feel okay we can uncreate it and you know some people say there's immortals out there. These are just people that uncreated fear and of of because we're we're spiritual beings that are immortal. We can create different things in a physical form that we feel within ourselves. You know, and to you know, not look at the ego and to not feel fear and not feel overwhelmed and just live in that state. It it increases the vitality that we have within ourselves, opening up to the divine spirit. You know, this new moon has helped us face a lot of fears, okay, as a collective, and moving away from the pain body. You know, a lot of more people are moving away from that pain body. And, um, you know, some people have said, you know, I want to move away from negative people. It's not about moving away from negative people and not sharing your gifts. It's about sharing the gifts. And being immortal, it's... Die to the little self, the ego master, you know, this thing that was created. We can go beyond that and create new ideas and heal ourselves and go beyond what we experienced here in 3D. You know, we feel from the heart and with emotion, you know, truly an emotional time. Yesterday was Remembrance Day in Canada, and I think it was Veterans Day in the U.S., but, you know, some of it was being held in the pain body. We had to go back to look at that. You know, 70 years since the war, 100 years 
since the poem Flanders Fields was written. John McRae's um, pain that he verbalized, his emotion. You know, um, I'm not saying we, we have to forget all that, you know, but we, we have to remember that it hasn't worked for us, the war. You know, and we need to realize that, um, you know, maybe what we're seeing in the Invisible Friends, the ghost of things past, and just let go of it. But, you know, it's about looking at what we can do to really change things here. And that's what the Scorpio New Moon energy is. And that flipping energy. It's like a piggyback to greater things. And it doesn't surprise me that um, Justin Trudeau's came into power during this time. And it feels good to feel like I live in Canada again. I know it sounds very strange that I would say something like that, but energetically it didn't feel like Canada used to feel. Now it feels like it again. On a cellular level, in the physical body, we're electromagnetic. We even have iron in our blood, you know, and it brings oxygen to the cells. Um, maybe things will change. Things will be a little different. You know, when we go to higher consciousness, who's to say that we won't carry gold within our body? We do carry um, gold in the solar plexus and it's shifted to the heart. It's important that, um, you know, we feel from the heart and we share that with other people. It's not about what we need. and It's not about... Um, living in fear. It's about opening ourselves up. And, you know, I will talk about um, death, life, and ascension on other shows and how humanity is really changing. We've had um, been coded in the matrix of our own life force, vibrates at a certain frequency here. Um there are three paths of the soul, man, liberty, and light. And uh, man has shifted into liberty and is shifting into light. You know, it has to do with um, a totally different type of energy. You know, I was I was watching this television show the other day. It doesn't matter what it was. But um, there was this one person who had helped somebody um, get... Um, actually, his solar plexus energy back for the planet, actually. And um, he kind of owed the, the other guy owed him something, right? And what I've seen is, you know, there's been some type of energy and it's shut down a lot of humanity and it seems like they have no soul. It's just that the heart chakras shut down. But symbolically in the show, they were able to go back and get the heart energy, Okay, and put it in this person and make them um, nicer again. You know, when the 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 chakra, um, heart, upper heart chakra, and the um, the root chakra and the crown chakra and the forehead chakra and the throat chakra are closed, they're not open completely. People don't have feelings for other people, right? They become nasty and like soulless people. Right now, you know, humanity is ba- basically taking that energy back. So it's um, re- 
restitution of energy that was shut down, okay? And restoration of some type of energy. I was seeing it flip. It was funny. I was at a hockey game, and I thought who I thought was my niece, but my sister said she was in, um, oh, what do you call it, um, Hong Kong, right? And But then I saw her boyfriend that was with her, and he looked just like it. So what's the likelihood of having a double doppelganger, okay? So this had to do with some type of mirrored energy that I was seeing. You know, and and also I was, you know, lately I've been watching some shows too, and, and I'm directed to them by my son or other people, and it had to do with the um, Lazarus energy, rebirthing energy, and, you know, the orb of Horus, you know, the, the life and rebirth and that sort of thing. So I just thought it was interesting um, that all this stuff has been going on and I'm seeing these different things and feeling rebirth energy and feeling new life energy and seeing it actually, the energy actually happening. So it's to, it's about... I guess it comes with, um, it's not really surrender, it's just opening and, and, and being guided from the wisdom of the heart within ourselves, within, you know, humanity as a collective. You know, this, I keep seeing, um, it's a different type of heart collectiveness, consciousness. Anyway, it, it's about just living in faith and, um, not worrying about what other people think of you and how you dress and all that other stuff. There's something from Truth Beckons. They had a posting. It says, do you know what happens when you decide to stop worrying about what other people might think of you? You get to dance. You get to sing. You get to laugh loudly, paint, write, and create. You get to be yourself. And you know what? Some people don't won't like you. Some people will laugh or mock or point out flaws, but it just won't bother you all that much. And that uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's it, when we see from the heart, we feel from the heart, we love everything around us, and we see the beauty in everything around us. It's so cute to see a dog smile. You know, my dog loves it when I cook for her and I make her organic food, and she gets all excited. So, you know, when we live from the heart, we're beautiful. We don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to have war. You know, um... So I'm going to continue the prayers of light and to you know, live from my heart. You know, but there's, when you think about it, the earth is a miracle. We, when you, I guess when you, in a 3D existence, we owe our existence to a six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains. You know, it creates, and the sun, and gravity, and the electromagnetic field around us, Right. So, oh, I was, oh, another thing. I make these uh, strip bits some once in a while. And I kept seeing um, this Australian energy, upside-down energy. And then I understood what it meant um, today because um, this flipping energy. I, I was seeing, um, you know, a, a person standing um, up and then a person standing upside-down. And there's a joke um, on uh, on bit strips, I'm I'm in Australia and and it says D- Diane down under and I'm standing on the planet but I'm upside down and I got a cowboy hat on, and it's a funny thing is 
I'd like to go to you know Australia, and um, and I I, I kind of feel like I'm headed towards there. There's going to be some type of energy work I'm doing. But I was making a joke. I said I'd like to go with my daughter, but dress buying might be difficult. LOL, because when you wear a dress and you're upside down, the dress doesn't <laughs> doesn't stay down, right? So anyway, it's just a, it's just a it's just a joke that I'm I'm saying because I was feeling this energy, and it, you know I I I did this, and then um, I I found out a friend of mine's in Australia and doing energy work there, so. Um, you know, it's it's and it's amazing. You know how all these different things come out. And um, anyway, I was just going to check the the studio to see if there's anybody um, calling. Um, let me just see here. Well, it looks like people are listening. Oh yeah, there is somebody uh, calling in here. Area code four hundred two. Hi, speaking. how are you? I'm not too bad. So what's up? My name's also Diane, and I just wanted to let you know I've really been enjoying your show today. Glad I discovered it. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I guess I was feeling um, a lot of really changing energy within humanity, and it's basically, you know, taking a leap of faith that we really can do it. More oh, and more. Yeah, I see Are it happening there? more and more too. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's I know kind of myself, I've really enjoyed this Scorpio energy, but I was born with the Scorpio moon, so I can I can relate to the unknown and looking at death and rebirth. But I see more and more people that before when I there'd be a Scorpio new moon, a lot of people would be uncomfortable, but I've seen people actually embrace it now more than I have. Yeah, before. it's like it's it's helping humanity because we've had a few of them, and we've had that energy for a while, you know, off and on. That it, it's you know, with the um, Uranus-Pluto squares and different things like that, going deep type of energy, but the Scorpio energy is is helping people actually go and heal within themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you and been making so, a lot of changes around this time, too? Um, well, all I can say is that I was doing a lot of energy work for humanity, and I took mm-hmm. some time off, and I was really feeling some... Um, because a lot of gateways were opening, I was feeling a lot of dark darkness. But I think it was because humanity was looking at that part of themselves, and I didn't want to focus on that sort of stuff. So I just took some time where I was doing it for myself, also. And Good for um, you, that's great. And a lot of people thought that it meant like war and a lot of bad things were going to happen, but it actually was kind of an end of a cycle, and we're opening up after, you know, cycles of... And what, what I'm talking about is those, you know, the people were talking about the red moons and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It was actually ourselves going within ourselves. Yeah, and that that's dark before you go in and forgive and clear it out. Yeah, that's why I was saying that, you know, this, it's a cycle of man, you know, and then there's the psych, you know, there's balance and there's light. So, you know, humanity is is um, progressing into that. You know, becoming more aware. And I can even see, you know, um, you you were saying you have a lot of Scorpio energy. Well, um, you know, it, 
it's amazing what what's gone on over the last um, little while, last couple of weeks in the world. Definitely, you know, a lot of heavy things have happened. Yeah, I think we're all going to have to be looking at not only what's going on in the outside world, but again, paying attention to our inner world and working with that and healing that. Because until we heal ourselves, we can't help heal the outside world. Well, it mirrors what, the reason I'm talking about the outside world, it mirrors what is going on within us. Right. Yeah. So the more of us that heal, you know, there was I, I talked about this on the show last or two shows ago, where a friend of mine went through a real traumatic experience years ago, and he's never been allowed to deal with it, and he was starting to deal with it with me, mm-hmm. and um, the family actually stopped it. Really? Wow. So, and I I I did the show for him, a special show that he can do it on his own. He doesn't have to do it with me. I put that energy out. You know, another thing, you know, there's people that are out there making money and saying, if you don't do this and this and this or follow my glyphs or this other thing, you won't be able to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole point is doing it for yourself. Right. So, no one else can do it for us. Well, they can say they are, but are they really doing it? No. If you let somebody else do it, are you really doing the energy work? Right, right. We can get guidance from others, and that's great. I enjoy yeah. that. I've got. I'm the one that has to do the work on me. I know that. Yeah. So I just, you know, I kind of did have a, a guidance show where, you know, I basically gave them pointers and sent some messages that you, you know, if you do this, it'll help. So. Um, that was nice of you. I'm sure that will yeah. help a lot of people too. Yeah, that's that's why I do the the show that I do and. You know, for many years I was involved in the um, mental health field where I worked with a lot of people, and my energy shifted a lot of people. So I do have that energy to be able to change, help people open that part of themselves up because I'm a reflection of it myself, right? Mm -hmm. I've done it myself. So whatever energy we hold, you know, sometimes people get really uncomfortable around me like I was at a funeral a few days ago, and I went because a friend of mine needed support and that sort of thing. But I turned around, and this woman literally jumped back like five steps. Wow. And I don't think I'm very scary. <laughs> but it, it was like I, I have that effect on people sometimes. And I kind of, like, I I, I, I knew that she wanted to hug um, the mother, um so I, I I I got out of there, but um, I know that you know my energy sometimes triggers healing within people, and it's like they, it's painful. It's just yeah, that that's my energy. Be. That's over that that's that the gift I was given. Have you so been doing this type of work a long time? Oh yeah, yeah, and. Um, you know, that's why I was talking about the amethyst, the subtle energy. You know, like even using, when you visualize and you're doing healing within yourself, visualize, you know, indigo or violet, you know, and, and do it gently. It's all about being kind to ourselves. It's not, you know, it was talking about how 
you know, a lot of parents socialize their kids to, you know, like give them heck for different things and stuff. It's not about focusing on that. It's focusing on being kind to ourselves. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest lesson we can give our children is to be kind to themselves. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. And then when we're kind to ourselves, we have to be kind to others. That's what we know. And, that's and our reality. Nice things for ourselves, and it's very uh, rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of um, rejuvenating stuff around humanity now. You know, they're going to be living longer because they're they're losing a lot of that karmic energy. So that that's what um, it, you know created uh, a shift in consciousness. You know, lowering that frequency. So. So what, what have you noticed about uh, people around you? Have you noticed they're becoming more empathetic or um, more loving more towards other people? More empathetic and more, as I call it, AA, awake and aware of kind of what's really going on, the, the lies we've been told. And luckily, a lot of the people I encounter, they're kind of realizing this gradually, so it's not very difficult for them. And I've been trying to help kind of put like-minded people with other like-minded people so they can all kind of experience this together at a more gradual, less frightening pace. Because with oh, me... Oh, so you was, actually have people get uh, together and do that? Yes, yes. Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. Small group, yeah. Hopefully oh, yeah. it will that's... expand. But um, then I encounter people on Facebook that where uh, I'll kind of introduce them privately to connect on pages, and there's a pretty big hmm. group. Uh, internationally, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and so then on different private groups, we'll share different healing modalities, whether it's meditation or herbs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever we want to uh, share to help people. But it has been very empathetic and just very healing. Yeah, real blessing. I've, I've really noticed you know, people that were um, that had no empathy towards people at all. Um, really changing and um you know i've heard p- people say to me well you shouldn't hang out with negative people um it's not about it's it's not surrounding yourself with negative people all the time but it doesn't mean that we can't be there for people that that need us right 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 they, sometimes they have to know that there are some people out there that are are very good and and you know it it, it kind of opens up something within them that they, they then they start doing it for themselves yeah sometimes they're they may be negative but a lot of times i sense they're they're just very stuck and very unhappy mm-hmm. and if you just give them a little time and listen a lot of times what you just said they will become more empathetic it's like they kind of shift themselves mm-hmm. yeah i had a friend of mine he um he's an older gentleman and um he he was pretty angry because somebody that was really, um, but he allowed it to happen. That he told me, you know, somebody that was really negative and doing not very nice things to him, and then you know he he basically just said to me the other day, you know, I don't want to do mean things to other people. I don't want to get even. I don't want. I don't hold a grudge. And he he, he wasn't like that before. And he goes, I just want to be a good person. And then he said, like you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Well, yeah, I thought it was sweet, and I, I said, "Well, thank you." And um, but you know, it, it's not it, the, 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 the solve things is not to actually, 
you know, redirect that anger. And um, it, it's all about balancing the emotions, too, right? And feeling your emotions and not bearing them. Because when we have traumatic things and we have anger and we hold it inside, it, it gets mirrored in our DNA. And it actually changes it. And, uh, I, I had a discussion regarding our feelings just a couple weeks ago with some, this small group of people that are kind of open-minded, and we were talking about depression and antidepressants, and I said, well, I found that since mm-hmm. I don't take antidepressants anymore, I don't feel like a zombie, and as soon as I feel that depression or negative emotion come up, the more I embrace it and don't mm-hmm. push it away, I just welcome it and say, I'm just going to feel this way for a while and welcome it, it seems like the sooner it goes away, the sooner I clear it, once I face yeah. it. It's only North America that actually um, denies feelings. Depression is the body's way of saying there's something you have to look at. And it right. might be like a spiritual awakening even. So it, wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that there, so many people have been depressed lately and it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me that so many people are bipolar because it's um, before people go through an awakening period, they actually become bipolar because they have, like, they deal with opposites. Mm-hmm. And then there's some type of balance. I've just, I've just seen it. And then, you know, it, the, the bipolar goes away. It, it's not like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, a person that gets really depressed, it's actually their, their way of saying it's time to awaken. It's, I never it, in other it words, it's, it's, true. Yeah. it's not a bad thing. I've, I've yeah, gone through it myself. I have too, but it, it took me years because I, I wasn't as wise as you were about how it was time to awaken. I've kind of bought into the society lies that, oh, you need help, you have to do it this way, and yeah, yeah, that's quite... In other societies, the family gets together when somebody's depressed, and they see it as the person's going through a spiritual awakening. That's what other societies see depression as. They see it as, a, a, you know, something within you that is causing you to go within yourself. So when you do that heavy-duty work and you go within yourself and you start to look at yourself, it's your body's way of saying, slow down and do it. If you look at it yeah, that it way... That long to pass then either no if you go and do that work like most depressions only last about two years anyway if you deal with them person doesn't even have to take medication right it, it naturally right. resolves itself within a certain period of time it's when a person doesn't grieve they they, they grieve in a kind of a negative sort of way they they, they get caught in that angry thing and they hold the anger within that's when, you know, like depression gets pathological. But it's not meant to do that. It's, it's meant um, as a way to look at things that we have to look at within ourselves. And once we do that, we do a lot of releasing and a lot of karmic stuff gets released. So, Yeah, that's such anyway. a great way to look at it and so true. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's from my experience that I've, I've seen that. And I know that other cultures, they don't look as depression as, as a person being sick. They look at them as a step away from becoming spiritually awakened. That's what they look at us. 
So there's a, a lot of topics today, but all things that are good. They, there's been some heavy energy within humanity, right? Yes, and yes. It's it's lightening up, and it has you know it has been kind of off and on sort of thing because that's the way humanity chose to do it. They chose to ascend in the physical body, in their physical body, and to you know to to do it in that way. So um, I'm just looking at the time. It's five after twelve, so I should get going. But I really and what, your name's Diane too, right? Yeah. Diane, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. You brought out a lot of really good points, and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. And thank you for your show today. I've really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, you, you call in any time. I will. Thank I'm, you. Yeah. I I usually do the show on Wednesdays, but lately I've been. Thursday is happening because different things. I'll probably do it next Thursday, too. Okay, um, take care, and uh, I'll just round this off. And um, everyone, thanks for listening in to Fifth Dimensional Radio, and I will see you back next Thursday, and everyone have a great week and a great awakening. And you're, you're probably feeling some type of something's going on, and uh, whoever's been drawn to listen to this show was meant to um, to have it open up to them, I guess. So anyway, take care, much love, and I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger, bringing awareness to our world of greater love. For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash D. Bachberger 1. May your heart and mind always be open to experiencing a greater world. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.